With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. We're determined to get our Old Norwich back. We started just over a year ago with the demise of Daniel Farker, and we're back with a special coming up, an emergency podcast after an emergency statement that Smith is sacked and have the club done enough to prevent an emergency situation. Episode 34, we talked the demise of Dean. Who's next and what's next? for our Carra Road Club. We will be talking about the current games coming up and, of course, usually we look back at the glory times. There haven't been many of those for the past 12 months. So, Dad, inevitable eventually happened after that Blackburn defeat at home and another one away against 10-man Luton. The club wielded the axe and Dean Smith's year-long reign has come to an end. We'll go through what the club has had to say about it but it was the right decision. Absolutely. Um, and as you say, or as you said in your tweet, John, uh, you know, eventually, and it was always going to happen. Um, a listener and a friend of mine, um, Richard, tweeted me yesterday and reminded me that at the start of the season that I suggested that Dean Smith would be gone by Christmas. Well, I was a couple of days out. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty good. That was the, that was the pessimistic, I, 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 that was the pessimistic dad at the start of the season, not the it, optimistic it, one. It was. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not pleased that it's happened. I mean, I'm, you know, obviously we'd have much preferred it to be successful, but it was always a possibility. And, um, and, and it's gone on rather a long time. I've just been, I've just been looking back, John, because this, you know, I, I think I said at the start of the season, I was more concerned about this had the um, flavour of the periods after Worthington went or um, um, Alex Neil went yeah. or indeed Neil Adams. Um, and of course, the only time we pulled that round was when Neil Adams was sacked. Mm. And the position we were in, he was um, sacked on the 5th of January and replaced four days later. We'd played 24 games, exactly the same position as we are now in the championship. We'd got two more points than we've got now. 
Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, the club's statement yesterday went um, repeated, you know, their aim was promotion. Mm. Um, and um, how tough it's going to be because we now in the, the remaining 22 games, even if we hit championship winning form immediately, we'll only get enough points to get in the playoffs. Right. But it's going to take that. I mean, that's what Alex Neal did um, once he came in. Of the 22 games left, 15 wins and four draws. Mm. So we've got to find a manager. And to be fair, that's what um, McNally did those years ago. Because as I said, he was replaced within four days. Um, let's hope something similar is going to happen and this time. Because it's it's going to be necessary to get up and running very quickly if their stated aim is going to be achieved. And I said at the start that we started this podcast on the demise of, of Daniel Farker. And I remember yes. saying then, oh, well, they must have an option when they sacked him. And we now know that Stuart Webber didn't have an option. He, he knew that the time had come, but he didn't have the answer to it. So the big question mark is, have they got an answer? And we'll run through some of the candidates that the bookies are yeah. talking about in, in, in the podcast to come. But that's that's what you'd hope the club has maybe learned. And I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier about there are bigger issues at the club. If we haven't learned from our last sacking, what what, are we, what have we done for the past 12 months? Uh, ab- absolutely. And you do just wonder, I mean, the, the, you, you know, we, we, co- we called for him to be sacked a, a, f- a few weeks ago before the World Cup break. It's been on the cards. I can understand, just looking back again, um, um, with the Swansea win, we'd had three wins and a draw out of the previous five games. Right, and I, I and I think within that the middles, but the Middlesbrough defeat at home, I think that was a big shock to the club. I think they thought the corner had turned possibly, mm. but with that defeat against Middlesbrough before the World Cup, at the very least, even if they didn't, and they obviously didn't take any action then, you you would start your planning in case it went wrong afterwards because you know, the chances were fairly high that it would do. Mm. So going back to your point, John, about having something ready, there should be something ready now. Yes. and that's If the... there isn't, it goes back to how good a sporting director is Weber. Mm. So in the statement, Weber said, this was a tough decision, but one that we felt was necessary to give ourselves the best possible chance of achieving our objective of promotion to the Premier League this season as you said earlier and with just under half the season remaining three consecutive home games on the horizon we have a real opportunity to build some forward and positive momentum both on and off the pitch before we look ahead to those games and who's going to be in charge uh, of those games but firstly the 12 months of Dean Smith it's not personal I don't know the guy I don't have any feelings against him he was just out of his depth in my opinion and I think he's been surprised that he struggled as much as he had when you look at the success he had at Walsall, Brentford and early on at Aston Villa. But what's your reflections of the 12 months of Dean Smith? I, th- I think in anybody's eyes, it must be termed a disappointment um, and, uh, and, and, and a failure, really, because he didn't achieve anything, really, in, in terms of what he would have hoped to achieve. I do agree with you. Yeah, now he seems a... Um, seems a nice, nice guy, and um, and perhaps it was too quick a turnaround after he had the job of his um, dreams come to an end. And I think I think you're right. Perhaps he was too optimistic. Mm. Um, what we don't know, of course, is um, and, and and what's still unknown really is how much of this is down to um, 
to Dean Smith and his coaching and bring the players on. And I think we all feel that he hasn't done as much as he could have done. Mm. I'm equally not convinced about the strength of this squad and the team, to be honest. Um, and, and it goes back, you know, I've mentioned it before, John, about the midfield. Mm. You know, this midfield, I mean, building on from, and it goes back to Weber, his 2021 close season and the signings. Um, that, the midfield has been based on the two players coming in from South America and a, uh, a, an injured player from the Premier League. And, and the midfield's been non-existent. Mm. And I think it's the basis of our problem. Now, what will be interesting to see, um, and obviously we hope it works, you bring a new coach in, is anybody going to be able to do much with that or not? And that will tell us really how good or bad Dean Smith was, really. Yeah, he had a worse win record than Chris Hewton, which yeah. uh, and and the likes of Brian Gunn and and, and Glenn Roder as well. Uh, we're fifth in the table, but we're nearer the bottom three than the top two. Yeah, in terms of points, I agree with you about the coaching. I don't think the coaching team was was very good, and they certainly never adapted or brought through players. I think maybe Ramsey, who we brought from Aston Villa, might be the only positive. In the, Dean's, yeah. in the Dean Smith era. Now, I'm not convinced by Ramsey. I don't really know what, what where he plays or where his best position is. But he obviously, along with, with Josh Sargent, um, has, has had a reasonably positive season. You know, we were top in October 1st. And yeah. now here we are on December the 28th and the man's been, been sacked and we're nearer the bottom three than the top two. So yeah. it shows the total and utter collapse of a system I think, and that's the question mark, I agree with you, is how much of it did Dean Smith have control over? How much was he in charge of? How poor or good were his coaching team? And what really did the players think of it? And did they believe in what they were trying to do? Yeah, and I think that does come down. I, I heard a comment yesterday by someone who's, who said they thought Dean Smith was more of a builder than a firefighter. Right. Um, well, the firefighting in the Premier League didn't didn't work, and, and probably we needed both. But I'm not sure how much he's been involved in the building. As I said, I mean, you wouldn't have thought that he was instrumental in bringing in Sara from Brazil or anything like that, would you? No, no. He might have brought in Isaac Hayden. That might yes. be the, and and and, and Ramsey did, and Ramsey. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because he knew that they would work. But yeah. yeah, I mean, January last year, we beat Watford in the Premier League. He'd, I think he'd gone three games unbeaten in the Premier League. We were out the bottom three. But yeah. from that point on, it's been it's down. It's been a disaster. Yeah, it's been yeah. down and down and down. And yeah. again, you know, you predicted it. You said it at the start of the season, he'd be gone by Christmas. You also predicted that one of the key things he had to do was bring Todd Campwell back into the club. He's not achieved that. In, no. in any way, shape or form. We've got Kenny McLean still being the main midfielder, despite him being relegated twice from the Premier League. He's still our, our main midfielder and yeah. he's given him a new contract. So you've then still got Hanley, Omadambele and Gibson, who all have a mistake in them, are regular occurrences in the heart of the defence. We don't know what we're doing there. We've changed yeah. the goalkeeper to Angus Gunn from Tim Krul after... A, uh, you know, he obviously made a huge mistake against Preston. Yeah. Um, and up front, we've got Pookie and Sargent, who have scored goals, but not as many as we'd, we'd expected. Eda's only just come back from injury. And Hugel, who has scored goals at championship level, which is why we bought him in the first place, has never been given an opportunity. <laughs> no, so, and, no. and, 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 and then, you, as and you say, you've, that... got, you've got Nunes and Zara and uh, Sanani and Hernandez, who haven't really done anything. <laughs> 
no. And and this whole idea about playing out from the back, which we got used to under Farker, we've tried to play out of the back without a midfield to receive the ball. Yeah. So all the ball goes back, <laughs> back and forth the def- across the defence, and that's that really has been a, a disaster. And it, it's, I mean, I mean, it does indicate that. Um, that um, Smith has been wanting in this respect, because surely, you know, someone would have been, should have been able to do something about that. Mm, absolutely. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush, an emergency podcast in this Christmas week with the sacking of Dean Smith. So who will be in charge? We know assistant head coach Craig Shakespeare and first team coach Liam Bramley have also left the club. Some would say good riddance to them as well. In that statement, Dad, they said three home games on the horizon. Now you've got Reading and Watford in the championship who are home in the next two or three days. And then you've got Blackburn in the FA Cup again at home. So who do we know is going to be in charge and what do we know about them? So we know that it's Steve Weaver and Alan Russell. Now I've had to look these people up because I, yes, I, <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea who they were. I thought that I thought that Russell was the um, the set piece piece coach, and you sort of think, oh yeah, well, how well has that worked over the last few months? <laughs> he is uh, apparently the set piece coach, the dead ball situation. The uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, maybe um, he's but, maybe he's a big fan of Todd Campwell, and, and we'll bring him back in. Who knows? But um, yeah. but yeah. So Alan Russell, and then Steve Weaver is more of a the bringing on the young players, isn't he? And you could argue has been that he's had in, success. Yeah, he has been in the development. He's been with Smiths for, for some time in one form or another, as you say, mainly in the development role. Or I read this morning, as you say, just researching, and interestingly, he thought he was better dealing with the. Um, the older players, and I think this—he has been around the first team um, this uh, this season. So obviously, uh, the club have decided that he's the person to uh, at least uh, help with taking the reins at this point in time. But um, I think I think if they're going to achieve this aim, though, John, because they're, they're, you know you think of the players, the, the, all the speculation about is, is who's going to come in. If they are going to meet their stated aim of getting on track with a view again to the playoffs, they need to do this quickly. But in the statement, and the key bit is, the club's remaining coaching staff will take charge of first team training and our upcoming fixtures, not fixture, fixtures. So that's these three then. You'd think that means these three, wouldn't you? On an interim basis. These three features. Unless they are playing an incredible poker hand, they have not got a clue who they're bringing in. (laughs) And... They're saying, well, well, we'll put Steve and Alan in charge and, and, and see what happens. Now, it could be a Nigel Worthington moment. They could hit upon something where these two have been sitting there in the background going, well, this is a load of old nonsense. And, or a and, Mike Walker moment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and, they, and they come in and they win their first three games. Yeah. Like Gary O'Neill at Bournemouth, for example. Yes, true. Yeah. That, that could happen. But that yes. is a hell of a gamble. That is absolutely a, 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 a big gamble. The, the other thing I, I was going to mention, John, that... The, because we don't know how much was was this a you know a considered decision by the board, um, because in a way they've been forced to make this decision. They have, now. yeah. Because of the reaction of the crowd, have you ever known so many season ticket holders, people who paid for their seats, not to turn up? We've never seen that before, have we? Not not in recent past. So I no. rem- I remember the, the glory days of of Dave Stringer into Mike Walker, where Carrow Road was not full every week and 14,000, no, 15,000. But we didn't 000. have season ticket holders then who were not turning up, did we? That, that no. was just 
people no. not buying tickets. These are people who've actually paid, paid for their seats. And and I think that is a huge issue for the club, that there is this yeah. disconnect between the fans and the yeah. club. And you're right, the decision was made because they were they had nowhere else to go, especially after he'd come out against Blackburn and moaned about the fans. Yeah, uh, at that point, he was dead man walking. Yeah. Um, and, and that is a huge issue. The other issue, of course, is you've got season tickets up for renewal. Season tickets, yeah. And, and this FA Cup game would have been a good tester as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, how many I would mean, buy they, a ticket? That's right. And I, I, just to give you an example, your, your, your Uncle David, who was down at Luton on, um, on Boxing Night, um, he said, I'm not going to the Cup game, I'm going to watch Roxham. Yeah. So that, that just sums up the situation and and i mean they probably would have covered it with a kids for a quid or something like that but but they that would have lost them money so they would have known financially they had to do something so reading watford blackburn to come in the next three days the long yeah. the longer term looking at who could come in and and be the manager and will they work with Stuart Webber again this is a question that you you have to put into the mix so Stephen Gerrard with Skybet is 18 to 1 yeah. Now, my opinion on Steven Gerrard is don't go anywhere near him with a barge pole. Not because I don't think he's a good manager, because I think he proved it at Rangers, but the whole drama and rigmarole that that brings. When we've brought in big name managers in the past, uh, from a Norwich City point of view, it's never worked. And we've talked about yeah. this in the podcast in back in the day. Our successful That's managers right. have been people who have under the radar who have come through the club. So I don't want Frank Lampard when he's eventually sat by Everton, and I don't <laughs> and I don't want Stephen Stephen Gerrard. Now, I think Ralph Hansel. Ralph Hansel Hootle comes into that category as well, I think. Someone said last night that he's got quite a big opinion of himself and thought he was too big for Southampton. So he probably wouldn't come to Norwich anyway, but I think I see he's in the list. Yeah, he is. So I think he's seven to one. The the, the yeah. leaders are Scott Parker and Sean Dyche. Yeah. Now, Scott Parker obviously got uh, Bournemouth promoted. Um, yeah. Sean Dyche obviously got Burnley promoted and kept them there for a, yeah. n- for a number and- of years. And how many good central defenders did he bring through, John? Yes, Tarkovsky and me. And, he, yeah. yeah, and he was good enough to a spot that Gibson wasn't good enough. <laughs> well, in, indeed, he might, he might. I think if you're, you're, you're Gibson, you're sitting there thinking, well, I don't want Sean Dyche to come in. <laughs> Quite. So, interesting, so the, I... state, the statement also said that they want to play a certain brand of of football a consistent yeah. style yeah, so, of play so that suggests Dyche is not in the I would suggest that is the case yeah but I think again we're cutting off our nose to spite our face because if we want to get promoted yes you, you've got do yeah. you bring in as you say do you have your, your Hansel Hooten or Steven Gerrard who are big names there's obviously we're also being linked with the Norway guy again Knutsen uh, yeah. who, was, who was linked before the, the, the Farker uh, departure. Chris Wilder, he didn't do it at Middlesbrough. No, he's on. It feels like he's on the slide a little. Do you yeah, give Mark, right. do you give Mark Robbins an opportunity? Russell Martin, John? Yeah, I mean, Russell Martin and Mark Robbins are both championship managers. Um, I think it's too early for Russell, to be I fair. I think it is, because he's struggling a bit at Swansea at the moment. If 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 you could offer Mark Robbins a bit more consistency, my heart tells me Mark Robbins. I mean, <laughs> he's at Coventry, and that club is a complete and utter mess. Yeah, with whether where they're playing at home and and and, and et cetera, et cetera. If you could give him an, the option of, well, look, come to our club. Here are the American owners. This is where we're going. Forget yeah. about Stuart Webber. 
he he might be here, he might not be here. And and that I think the American owners, and we talked about this in the previous podcast, I the think key, they, aren't they? they've got to get involved now. They, they must be the key to all this. Yeah. Or, or if they're not, they need to be. Because yeah. Weber has proved he can't pick a manager uh, Quite. With, with Dean Smith. Now you can say, well, okay, one mistake. That's that, that's. We'll see what happens with this one. But can we afford to make another mistake? We can, no, we can't. And 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 linked with his his um, you know signing players, signings of players, and that there's there's there, there's doubts about that. And indeed, um, you know, as I say, the lead up to all this, um, how well he's dealt, how he's well he's dealt with it. You're right that they they are really the key and must get involved because we all know Delia and Michael. I was just going to say about Delia and Michael. I'm in a game and. You know, they're not bad people. They were there at Luton on yeah. <laughs> on, on Monday night. Yeah. There was there was only 8,000 in the crowd. There were 1,000 Norwich supporters who were uh, obviously chanting um, throughout the game about um, Dean Smith. They didn't need to face all that. You know, they're quite, they're quite healthy. But they did... They, they they do go along. They do care. I mean, I think their biggest weakness is they, they probably don't like sacking people. Mm. So um, I was just going to say that. But, but I mean, equally, in saying all that, it's no good having, you know, because they're nice people to run the club. And that's why the Americans, as you say, must now get involved. And they might well see this as their opportunity. Yeah. So for me, it's Mark Robbins... Or Scott, yeah. Park, or Scott Parker. Or Scott Parker. Yeah, I wouldn't have... I mean, you're, you're right. I, it looks as if from what they say, Sean Dyche, I wouldn't... I wouldn't... You know, if they wanted to bring someone in to try and get immediate promotion, um, that would be a possibility. But you've also got to think is, and this goes back to Weber and how they see the club, because, you know, Dean Smith jumped in. It hasn't done his career any good now, has it? No. So other people could be thinking on the same lines. Yes, you could argue, Sean Dyche, if you if you damage your reputation by coming to Norwich and not making it work. That's right. You, and, and the same with Scott Parker as well. While actually, yes. with Russell Martin and Mark Robbins, will it damage their reputations? Maybe not, because then they haven't really built their reputations so far. So no, that, no, uh, that that's kind of where I'm at. Just to, to finish this emergency podcast, because we, we won't go on for too much longer. Yeah, can I just make just one point yeah. about Michael Bailey of The Athletic was saying this morning that the suggestion is there is no money for compensation, so it looks as if a new manager will come from the unemployed or from abroad. Yeah, no, and that and that kind of makes sense, unless yeah. unless the Americans are going to put their hands in their yeah. pockets. He did also mention in this just his summary. I haven't seen the article, but he, in his summary that players had started questioning that their roles right. in the club. So they were obviously questioning Dean Smith's. Yeah. Now it goes back to Weber again. What was he doing? Let letting it get to that stage. Yeah. Well, that brings That's me to the last. The... That brings me to the last question. Does yeah. this decision end the debate on the future of the club, or does it magnify it? I I think there's this. I think there's this big issue about Stuart Weber and his ability to carry on as the sporting director. He didn't want to be here this long. Yeah. Um, we've said that before. Um, um, it, it's it's not it, you know he must feel I mean his his credibility has fallen considerably isn't it mm. um, so he's 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 probably feeling it as well um, and someone and I think it can only be the Americans and we're too far away from it they have got to make that judgment mm. how good a sporting director is Weber and can he carry on in the future or is it better 
uh, and uh, the compensation might be an issue, I suppose. But would it be better to um, to start? Certain, a, a sporting director is not someone who you change that quickly, or do you start looking or preparing for that? Yeah. I agree. I think that there were huge the question mark. The decision had to be made, but there are huge question marks about now who makes the next decision and what that decision is. If you yeah. agree or disagree, you can get in touch with us on Facebook or Twitter. We'd love to hear from you uh, at John Cushing uh, underscore on Twitter at Peter Cushing one on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook as well. Uh, get in touch with us. Tell us what you think about the news that Dean Smith has been sacked. It's an emergency podcast from the new old Norwich. And it leaves me with only one thing to look forward to. Happy New Year. And from me. <laughs> This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.